Hello, welcome to Rajapan episode 181. This is Brandon Chin, broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. And today, I want to speak about old-time Japanese authors. So, recently I've been trying to read more Japanese novels, and I realized that if I do not have the furigana, which is basically the small... Uh, it's like the training wheels to bigger kanji, which are Chinese characters. Uh, bigger kanji words. So, there'll be these Chinese characters lined up in the book, and next to the kanji, which are these blocky Chinese characters, if you didn't know, Japanese has three different alphabets, but the Chinese characters, the kanji, next to them, are these smaller characters that help you read it. And that's called furigana. I'm not going to go into it deeper than that because I'm sure most of you listening have no interest in learning Japanese. And I've just come here to listen to stuff about life in Japan. So I think reading, it's... You know, my I've come to a plateau in my Japanese speaking skills. So I can have conversations, I can dip in and out and handle myself. Doesn't mean that I know every subject matter possible that you have conversation. Doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. But I can express myself and I can handle any conversation that I'm in, even if I don't know what they're talking about. Meaning I'm able to ask, what are you talking about? And then learn what they say and go off it from there but i think i want you know my goal i've mentioned it before is to reach native like fluency which means you close your eyes you hear me speak you think i'm japanese and obviously that's that takes work in a lot of different areas pronunciation uh speed and lack of mistakes and also use of different expressions and i think to broaden my my usage of expressions you know i have an app a paid app that i use it's called satori reader i did a podcast on it actually it's very useful um but you know it's not enough i i the books i think reading is very helpful in expanding your expressions and even in your own language your own native language you'll notice the people that when you speak to different people you can know who reads and who doesn't because just based on what type of language they use and the background knowledge that they have and um, you know if I'm going to be here living as a permanent resident uh, I want to be able to be literate meaning I can pick up anything and read it and I'm not right now so I've been picking up books meant for uh, junior high school students and younger. And I'm noticing that it's much easier than trying to slog through basically books meant for adults, which I did when I, <laughs> I remember when I first started learning Japanese, uh, you know, I, like I spoke on a podcast a couple of days ago, I just went straight for the top, like I did with white papers and freelance writing without having any skills in the beginning. And uh, it was good motivation. That's what it was for, basically, was that 
I, I had to see where I had to go. And, you know, over time I came to a realization that that's good to show yourself that, but you can't keep trying to read the stuff way above your level. You have to, you have to work up to it. And so you got to stay on your level at first, maybe punt just on the edge of your comfort zone so that you can still understand what you're reading, but it's just pushing you enough to absorb more vocab and motivate you to go out and have different types of conversations with different people and also use the apps and other learning resources to uh, feed your reading habits so it's all circular. Read, read more to motivate to study. Study to read more. Talk to read more. Read more to talk, etc. And it's just all in one cycle and it's just a never-ending flame. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried to come up with a nice analogy. It just didn't work. In any case, uh, eventually I want to get to old-time Japanese authors, post-World War II, etc., like legends, modern Japanese literature legends. And, uh, you know, I can read those in English now, but... Eventually, I want to get to read them in Japanese. And uh, also, one of my goals for speaking Japanese is to give a TED Talk in Japanese. And uh, obviously, i got to do something first. And, you know, what, what is that going to be? That's going to be opening up my own publishing company here in Japan and uh, making a living solely for my books. And I'd like to speak about that. I will speak on that. I will speak on that. So, see you soon. And see you soon on from the stage. <laughs> but yes, I think uh, reading classics and old are, you know, long-time literature legends in any language is useful to build your language skills, whether that's your native language or a language you're trying to adopt. And, um, you know, challenge your thinking, diversify your thinking, which just makes your life better in general. Uh, so I challenge you to go out, find a classic, read it. Yes. And if you want more classic Japanese culture, as I experience it here on a daily basis, you can go to www.brandonchin.net forward slash block, B-L-O-C-K. I got a free book for you there. And if you want uh, books and stories on a monthly basis sent to your home, go to brandonchin.net forward slash raw, R-A-W, so that you can connect to Japan from afar and diverse, diversify your thinking, change up your brains, learn to think from the other side. As always, share this podcast with people you think need to uh, read more, first of all, and or diversify their thinking by reading more. Especially when it comes to Japanese authors. Copy that link, paste it in your favorite messaging app, and send it over. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening, as always. Today is March 14th. It is 10.05 p.m. Take care of yourselves.